All right. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. I should say welcome back to me. I am back and I am here with my good friend Zareth for the Gambit podcast. Zareth, how are you now that GAC is back? Um, I'm busy solo. There's a lot to do. <laughs> Running three <laughs> accounts is a lot of work in GAC. And I've, I've been honestly, it's been kind of a blissful time period of not having to play GAC, like I said last week. But that being said, it's been so fun. This week has been a blast. I really missed GAC. It wasn't just pretend. I legitimately missed it. What about you? Uh, I, it feels good to be back. <clears throat> um, yeah, I wish I had more time this weekend to actually play it, um, which we'll talk about later. But it feels so good to be back and doing this all over again. And Real quick, uh, we should say thank you to Eabattoir and Crowlick for the resubscription and Plasma for a cheer, and welcome back for a hype train. Thank you so much, guys. Um, yeah, guys. So, uh, we have, <laughs> we, well, you and I haven't talked to the public together in a week. I know you had a fun fight night on Friday, uh, <clears throat> but why don't we talk about uh, the big news first and that is if you had Qui-Gon Jinn and or, and or Mara Jade changes are likely coming to your characters <laughs> um <clears throat> for those of you that don't know Qui-Gon or well CG sent out a message that Qui-Gon with the Omicron was doing stupid amounts of damage which we which <laughs> we saw in many many videos um and then Mara Jade mm-hmm. I mean Mara is just filthy to begin with, but apparently there is an exploit that I still haven't seen that when Jedi Knight Revan is with Jedi Master Luke, Mara Jade just does silly things with her AI. So um, CG basically said, just so you know, this is probably going to change. Which, Mm. um, how do you you feel about that? Well, I was going to say, so I think the, people who are most affected and i'm not i'm not i'm gonna be neutral for a minute here at, at the very least but i would say the the people who are affected really at this point are just the people who spent money on the character um and so there's probably not that there's you know there's a decent number of whales and i guess i guess the people who listen to this podcast are probably a slight bit more likely to have actually bought the character uh, than than maybe is representative of the player base at large. But um, this doesn't seem it. Her kit doesn't say, "Hey, when when these two Jedi are in the same team, Mara's AI is going to do wonky stuff." Like it doesn't <laughs> like right. I, you don't buy the character for that. So. It, to me, this is a total non-factor and they should just fix it. It's not a nerf, it's a fix. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think exactly the same. And honestly, quite the same thing with Qui-Gon. You know, they came out with for both of these fairly early on to say, hey, there's a problem. We recognize that there's a problem and it's not acting like it's worded or like you thought it was going to be acting. And so... I mean, it was fun if you had him to watch what he did, but when the character is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is what you actually applied, um, you know, it's hard to argue with it. 
Right. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I agree. I just uh, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a big deal. But frankly, right. like if people want to get mad, like this, it, any anger from this, and I haven't been paying attention on on the anger webs like the the places that that you know like certain content creators make make angry posts that i just ignore and and reddit and the forums etc i haven't been on those and so i don't know what kind of outrage it seems like that would be just manufactured outrage frankly uh yeah pretty much uh it's you know the people are always going to have outrage but it's hard to argue when they're not acting like they're supposed to. And frankly, Qui-Gon is acting absurdly. <laughs> or I should say Jedi Knight Anakin is acting absurdly. Um, so I'm curious to see when the fix actually comes in. Yeah, I mean, it's either got... It, it just... It'll have to be midweek. Like it'll have to be in the middle of some GAC thing, and people are gonna be all pissed. Like my opponent got to use this, and I I didn't get to use it though because it was the it, it goes live at you know for me it's at three p.m. It goes live, so it'll go live at three p.m. They'll fix it at four p.m. and there'll be some opportunists who are like, okay, I got I have one hour to find a use one last time to totally abuse the Jedi Knight Anakin and Qui Gon Jinn the interaction. So yeah. I'm going to do that in, in the first hour and then people get mad. They're like, I couldn't attack until, you know, like <laughs> until way later. And I get, I get that that's frustrating. That's, that's just how it has to be the way they have it set up and the way their updates go. They almost never update things in the morning. Right. Well, because yeah, <laughs> because they're on Pacific coast time, <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's hard to update it in the morning before you've gone into work. Um, I do think I am really curious if they fix it before Christmas. Like it's something that in my mind should be fixed before Christmas, but they usually go on a two week sabbatical um, around Christmas. So there's a very good chance that we don't see it until new year. So we might have a full GAC of this absurd Qui-Gon team uh, that you have to deal with. I mean, whatever we can, we can manage it. I, I just think yeah. it's oh, whatever. I guess I guess the biggest thing would be that he beats teams on off like with on offense. He can he can kill Supreme Leader Kylo. Uh, it, can he kill other Galactic Legends, or is it just limited to Kylo? He, uh, I've only seen videos I, of just Kylo. I've only seen Kylo, hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me if he could kill others. I mean. <clears throat> Well, yeah, it's not a multiple instance of damage. Like Ray, Ray could die from that. Right. She doesn't have more hit points than than uh, SLK unless unless she builds up her lifeblood, I guess. So, and people are asking in chat of, isn't he supposed to do crazy damage? The answer is yes. It's not that they're going to make him hit like a wet noodle. It's that Jedi Knight Anakin shouldn't be hitting for five hundred and seventy k against a GL that's also got damage reduction built into his kit. Like that's, that's the damage that's absurd. Um, so it's right. not that, that he's not going to do heavy damage or the characters aren't going to do heavy damage. It's that 
he shouldn't be doing Jed and I, Anakin shouldn't be doing 7,000 uh, or 700,000 damage. Like that's, it's just more than it's supposed to be. Um, right. <clears throat> like no, no one's arguing. No one's saying that he should be nerfed. In fact, I've, I've been fairly impressed by him on, on a few different levels. I, you know, I've been fairly strong in the Zam camp and I, I'm not necessarily like out of that camp, but Qui-Gon Jinn has grown on me this week. Uh, you know, there's been a few impressive things, but this is not one of them, in my opinion. Right. This is this is an instance of, we don't know if he should one-shot Supreme Leader Kylo. They're telling us that the numbers aren't right and I believe them. Let them fix it and then we'll see if he really does one-shot Galactic Legends. Right. This right. isn't a nerf, this is a fix and maybe it feels like a nerf but you know yeah um so the other one's mara that changed and i have no clue what the change or that should change i have no clue what that change should be so i can't comment because i was away all weekend um but you know i Listen, as long as they fix, it's a fix to make it working as it intended. I'm, it, that's what it should be. Um, yeah. Ah, Ray Rock says someone said that he one shot gas, and that's what the problem is. And that's, it, yeah, fixing it, and I'm fine. Mm. Um, yeah. But why don't yeah. we actually start talking about? What we saw in GAC, for for instance, how do you counter this Qui-Gon Jinn? Because if they're not fixing it until basically next season, um, do you think Qui-Gon should be on defense? Let's start with that. Uh, I mean, we've said from the start it's going to be an offensive one. But, I mean, it, like all, a lot of the teams that I predicted were going to counter it did. And people... I swear, I think I think this is just the week of irrational responses because I took the strong stance of Zam is better than Qui-Gon. And people are people took this to mean like Zareth only like Zam hates Qui-Gon, even though I multiple times in the video said I like <laughs> Qui-Gon. He's a cool like I never said I hated him, but I'm you know, I set up this this argument and people people just think that for sure I hate him. That's the polarization thing that has been going on lately. But I just, uh, uh, you know, he's an yeah. offense. He's done some impressive stuff and he gets countered. Like good players are able to counter it pretty easily. The dumb players who throw in dumb teams to counter it and then they lose their awesome toy, like their Darth Revan team gets one shot. I'm sorry, that was dumb. You shouldn't have done that <laughs> dumb thing. So. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Like, play play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it doesn't mean Qui Gon Jinn is bad. It doesn't mean he's good. It just means that people don't know the counters, and then are holding that up as proof as him being good. I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's crazy. They're like, it beats Darth Revan. Okay, it yeah. beats Commander Luke. Well, that's cool. Like Commander Luke also consistently beats it if you know what you're doing as well. Right. So. What do you think? Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon should not go on. Well, so actually, let me rephrase that. If you're like a 4 million GP account player and your opponent doesn't have Bad Batch and, you know, doesn't have a GL that they can throw at it, it's probably not a bad idea to stick it on defense. As long as you have Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Shock T. 
Like if you have those two on the team with him and your opponent doesn't have one of the big counters, go ahead, stick it on defense and it's going to do great things. Like I feel like a lot of people listen to our podcast and they're like, they take our word as gospel when there is gray area, like Qui-Gon can go on defense if your opponent doesn't have the counters. Um, if your opponent, if your opponent has bad batch, don't set Qui-Gon. Like don't, right. unless you know you can set Grievous in front and then trap him. But uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I if I would not set him on defense at all if my opponent had bad batch. Um, also, Supreme Leader Kylo can beat that team really easy if you just poke Jedi Knight Anakin first like this yep. <laughs> all, all this yes. craze came out yes. because of this stupid stupid video where the guy's like <laughs> oh look I'm gonna kill Qui-Gon first without doing anything to control Jedi Knight oh there went my team <laughs> like poke Anakin for a two-turn stun right. kill Qui-Gon and win it's that simple <laughs> I mean it's lol worthy uh, I'll give yeah. you that like <laughs> it's it's funny you see it you're like wow wow, that was dumb. That was kind of cool. But at the same time, uh, yeah, because if you read the kit, it, it, he turns off certain aspects of the, right. of that, of that interaction anyways. And so, so yeah, like control Anakin and you're good. Um, it's okay. Yeah. This is fine. We'll be okay. So, so yeah, I, I, what were your what are your impressions of Qui-Gon? Would you still like the Omicron? Do you think it's worth getting solo in general? Um, so actually, one of the things I was going to talk uh, or that I didn't talk to you about, that, but I wanted to talk about is the Omicrons that, you know, I want. And he sits at a solid probably ninth. Like that Omicron would be the ninth one I apply if they don't apply and or if they don't award any others between now and when I get my ninth. So ninth. Okay. Ninth. Um it's so I I think it I think it's good. I think you can kill a lot of stuff with it on offense. Um but in the list of Omicrons that are available, he's coming in at ninth. What about you? Do you, you know, how do you feel? Mm. Do you want it? I mean, it's it's very similar to Jawas for me. Like I, I, if someone were to say, especially now that there's no matchup GP or anything, if someone was hand were to like, hey, for no investment, would you like to have Relic Seven Jawas or would you like to just not have Relic Seven Jawas? I mean, Fair. I would just say sure. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And I'll answer all the awkward, like, why did you get Relic 7 your Jawas? Right. And, you know, even if that, I'm fine with that. I can, I can feel that. I just, is that a priority for me? Not, not so much. I just, he's, he's a good utility piece. He really is. I, yeah. I don't, I won't deny that. And maybe if I hadn't already put one on dash, I would consider the Qui-Gon one instead of dashes. I'm not sure, but like, I would certainly be thinking about it one way or another. Like I wouldn't for sure, but as it stands, I mean, I don't really regret it. And I would put Zam's on first because Zam adds a level of utility to the bounty hunters that is just 
just ludicrous. She just it completely <laughs> completely blows away so many good teams. I I really yeah. struggle to like. In my opinion, Zam is still the better one. I so I used Zam. Let's say Jam. Uh, I used Zam on my all, and there was a G twelve Zam G twelve plus zero Zam with a G twelve plus zero grief horribly modded and i mean horribly like django went first bosk was only about 280 speed grief was down at like 250 and i went up against a maw player maw one player with a 9.5 million account got two holds so it took three total battles here's the thing if he if he went up against qui-gon you kill Qui-Gon, then you can clean it up on the next battle. So it's a max two-turn or, you know, a two-time hold type of team. Um, so Zam did better for me. So Zam, uh, I mean, she she's good. <laughs> like, she's just good. Yeah, she, she is. I'm uh, I, I was feeling a little underwhelmed with her when I was using her on my alt account this week. She's gear 12. You know, instead of Relic 7, Gear 12 versus Relic 7 is obviously a, a pretty substantial shift, though a lot of the speed, same speed modifiers are still there. Like you can have 6E mods, so you don't, you're, you still can still get approximately about the same amount of speed uh, for the bounty hunters. And uh, so she's not doing a huge amount of damage or anything, at, you know, with her basic or, or whatever, but... Just that, that extra speed, man. It's just, it's so brutal. And I've had so many people message me. And this is why, so she's not flashy, though. Not, none of the, her stuff, it, like, she doesn't throw her thermals and they explode the entire team or something. Like, she just makes everyone faster and hit harder and be more survivable. And a lot of times that's just good for defense. And so maybe when, when we get the GAC history stuff back, we can get, see some stats and see just how effective it was on defense. Uh, it just quite gone. Uh, Zam is not killing one. She's not one shotting Supreme leader Kylo. <laughs> she is not. That is very true. Um, uh, you know, and frankly, Qui-Gon shouldn't be either, uh, you know, like, right. I mean, he, he should, he should as a reward for stupid people, but, uh, you know, like, it, like I said a minute ago, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, uh, you know, but at, at the same time, I just, um, yeah, Zam, Zam is not as flashy. And I think in that regard, we'll never, she'll never win the debate of, first omicron if people if all things are equal they're like my my jedi are awesome my bounty hunters are awesome for the most part the greater preponderance of players are just going to go for qui-gon because he is flashy right yeah and well that's he is flashy and the flash gets all the whatever you want to call it love <laughs> i guess but like i said uh qui-gon is ninth on my list. So why don't we do that? What we don't need to rank all of them necessarily, but before you apply Qui-Gon, who do you want to apply Omicrons to of the existing ones that we know about? Uh, so I'll be saving them for Starkiller now because I, you know, you and I soft whale on, on the characters. So I, I have a Relic 5 dash and Kyle Katarn now. 
but <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, Darth Talon and Mara Jade will be another couple weeks or whatever, but I, I need to save some for Star Killer. And then I, I will, and I don't regret Dashes. Dashes is a lot of fun. And Zams is really good too. So, uh, you know, Star Killer needs at least one, probably two, maybe even three. And then we only we have less than a month until the dad, the bod comes. <laughs> dad bod Boba is going to be here. And um, I don't know. I Not that I love territory wars. You guys know that I'm pretty mad about it, but just as a viability of account is situation, I, I need to have that. I need to have that. So I would say that dad bod Boba is probably going to come earlier and maybe even Mara Jade, honestly, even though that's a territory one, territory yeah. war one. What about you? What's, what are your thoughts? So I want Starkiller. Um, Starkiller has three that I have to plan for. I'll probably only apply two just because mm -hmm. of how often we get Omicrons or the access to them. Um, Mara Jade and Dad Bod are getting them. Like that, it's not a question. Um, Dad Bod, I don't know, you know, does he need two? Does he need three? Does he need one? It's kind of hard to say before we play with him, but I, I have to uh, plan on four for him. So it's Mara, Dad Bod, Star Killer, and then I still want Zam on my main because she does. When we get dad bod, she's just going to make him better in GAC. Like I, I you That's know, he's point. super in TW, but in GAC, he's it's her unique, so it's going to make him better in um, GAC as well. So those are the four characters I want, and in total, they add up to eight Omicrons. Uh, I've right now. As I sit here today, I have 72 stored up with none applied. So that's three. Let's hope by the end of the year, I could, you know, I'll get up to 80 since they're not in the store. Um, that leaves me two weeks to get a couple more for dad bod. Like, ugh. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have enough by the time we get star killer and dad bod. Cause my guess is we both get, both around the same time yeah i don't know what exactly the time frame is i mean it just depends on when mara is released in in relation to what's her name darth talon talon yeah because they, they actually it seemed, felt like they released kyle katarn a week earlier than they should have in shipments and i'm not complaining and actually just as a as a soft whaling uh, piece of uh, or note, I guess I will say that this has been the nicest soft whale I've ever had because I know people are always people like roll their eyes when you're when you talk about whaling and oh yes it's so hard you just pay money and you get these awesome characters early and uh, you know I can get understand that but at the same time shipment farms are actually somewhat stressful especially as a guy who i i don't i don't make it to every shipment usually and so having to wait for these different characters to cycle through and there's like eight different characters that can show up and they just sometimes they'll show up three times in a row and sometimes they won't show up for like five days in a row and so i'm trying to spend money on getting this character but i it's it, it's stressful to me and yeah. And they just released a new node for characters in the shipments. And so the only two on that node were 
Dash and Kyle, which are both the two characters that I was going to soft whale on. And so I was able to get them both to relic five, you know, to seven stars immediately. It felt good. <laughs> yeah. So such a silly thing to be, <laughs> feel concern about, but I mean, I, I hate that shipment farm. So it was, it, this one, this was a nice little respite. <laughs> it was. Um, and it, we have both characters ready for GAC this week, which, which is nice because of that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. How, how are you going to mod your Kyle Katarn solo? What are you going to uh, do? How did I mod him? Uh, speed, basically. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you speed know, with I, some damage if you can find it. Right. I got him up to, I think, 275. Okay. I think is where he is. Um, that puts him at 390 effective speed. So uh, any, I don't think you need any sure. faster than that because I think it kind of gets into ludicrous speed unless you're trying to counter a Zam. Um, yeah, I think the the rule of thumb from, I mean, it's just a nice, easy, even number is if you get him to 280, then he starts at, and people, people have been confusing this. It doesn't actually impact his speed. His overall speed is going to stay the same or whatever it was, but, but his starting speed, which, you know, starts the turn meter train and it is a, an important aspect. Uh, once he, he will be effective starting speed of, uh, if he starts at 280, then he'll be an effective starting speed of 400, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, you know, and, and that's that's enough to outspeed any like Jedi training ray team with BB-8, unless there's three droids, which makes it an awkward team, anyways. Right. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it does. But so I, I think mine's at three ninety right now, which I, I got to be honest, it's gonna outspeed anything I'm gonna use them for. Um, <laughs> Maybe not bounty hunters with Zam. Oh, right, but that's that's what CLS is for. Um, Sure. Uh, the the fun part about this is because of Kyle Katarn, I kept Grievous on offense all three rounds uh, with my one account with my with my alt account actually, um, because Grievous just dismantles that team so easy. <laughs> Which team? Uh, Mon Mothma with Kyle Katarn when people put him on defense. Oh, Grievous still does. Okay. Oh that's, yeah, that's yeah. good. I guess that makes sense. It, it's it took me forever to find a solution to General Grievous with Mothma, so it, and that that requires skilled play with specific modding. It makes sense that Grievous would just almost just hit auto and beat the team. Yeah, because I mean, basically, Grievous was always starting second anyway <laughs> and beating them. So them just going earlier doesn't make any difference because they killed Newt and then Newt gets a bonus turn and Grievous gets a bonus turn and target locks are out and, you know, off to the races. I won't lie. I'm actually looking for, I'm going to be paying attention to what, what Kyle Katarn can do with Jedi as well. I don't know, really, like it, it seems so obviously made for Mon Mothma and for a lot of counters, it's great, but the one that I don't like it for, the one thing that I don't like about Kyle Katarn going super fast, and granted, I, it is good. I'm not saying it's, but 
I found so much utility in having Mothma be the first character because she doesn't gain any turn meter. So she's just going naturally in the, you know, and so a lot of these guys like Pow and Hoth Rebel Scout and all, the, all these different characters are going taking way more turns, but Mothma needs to be able to summon Worthless Guy as soon as possible a lot of times against a lot of different teams, especially against Grievous. And so I'm, I'm just... I'm feeling a tiny bit skeptical that the Kyle Katarn being super fast is going to make more teams possible for them to counter. I, I'm probably, honestly, I'm probably wrong. I just, we'll have to see else. <laughs> we'll also just have to see how they bridge the gap because he's so much faster than everyone. So he'll go. And then what, like Pow should get a turn and hopefully get the turn meter chain just moving. Uh, yeah, that's, that's basically exactly what happens. And so I've never had Mon Mothma go first and killed every team I've ever needed to with, with Mothma. It, I mean, I even killed Grievous teams back in the day, though I don't trust that at all now. Um, so I don't, I don't mind them going super fast because I have, so with Kyle Katarn, I have three characters over 300 on this Mon Mothma team. And one of them being Kara and once Kara goes, as long as you don't have to worry about a B2, like she makes sure the other team never takes a turn. So, um, yeah, I am I am not worried about Mon Mothma being the second slowest on the team. Fair. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All I'm saying is I'm feeling a little bit skeptical. I, just some skepticism, some healthy, in my opinion, skepticism. It's, it's never a bad thing to, to look at things critically, you know? I think, I feel like in this day and age, people draw lines and they, they don't want any dissension. But I think I think a lot of times it's good to say, you know what, I, I, I'll admit that it looks like this, but I'm not just going to put, you know, the, I'm not going to just put all my eggs in that basket. I'm, I'm going to actually just look and observe and that's, that's all I'm doing, you know? I think yeah. it's good. It'll be good. I think it'll be good, but... We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't need a general grievous counter with Mon Mothma, but it has been that's been a really helpful one to have in my back pocket. <laughs> and I mean, you still have it in your back pocket. You just don't use Kyle Tarn if you need it. Well, sure. I, well, actually, I took off the fast mods on Mothma because it's not as no. relevant. Like no. I, she's <laughs> fair. Well, because it, it does take a lot of effort to get her to 301 speed even. It, like, it's it's tough. You you can get her faster even still, but for the relative importance of the team, I, I didn't, I decided not to go for it. Um, but because he's going to obviously go first and it's going to mess up turn order and she's, she's going to go like, you know, third or fourth, whatever. At now, it's not as, it's not as important to me. Fair. Um... Plus, now you can just put pure tenacity mods and have her share all those stats with the team. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, you, you can do that. And actually, that's the second set that I put on Kyle Katarn, actually, was I have speed and tenacity just because that, that shared tenacity is really nice. It is. And you put the potency on Kara and um, you get yeah, the shared potency, potency with everybody. And yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> But so, I don't even remember how we started talking about this. Um, I asked you how you were going to mod your Kyle. Oh, that's right. Uh, 
yeah, so speed. That's 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 what I'm doing. Um, that's fair. And I know Dash, you have stupid speed on him. How how are you modding Dash? Uh, so it's actually it's it's okay speed. He's just naturally so quick. Uh, it, it makes he makes it really easy. Like he's only plus one thirty five right now, uh, but no only one six e mod. Here's the thing about about Dash is you want to make sure you can crit and. So at, at relic five, I mean, now it's overkill. It's, I feel I feel a little bit silly. So I have a crit chance triangle, which was necessary for a long time. Got it to six E and I got it to plus 24 speed. And so it's a crit chance set with a crit chance primary, 24 speed, you know, pretty cool stuff. And then once you get to relic five though, you get so many, you get such a big boost from his mastery uh, on crit chance that now like instead of it, instead of him being still like 90% or whatever, uh, now he's at 114% crit chance. And I don't know, that's not a terrible place to be. People tend to think that 100% crit chance is enough. And I actually tend to think that's, that's false, but uh, I don't know how much more is good because there's a lot of crit avoid out there now. A lot of right. people are running crit avoid, even if it's just mastery, people are running crit avoid arrows and, or the, you know, or their mastery, like I said, is crit avoid or they're doing both. And so being able to guarantee a crit, even despite some of that stuff is, is nice. Um, and for him, he, he especially wants it because his basic, every time he does a basic, every crit, he, he does three hits and he, every crit, he calls someone else to assist. And those assists do a lot of awesome things. So, um, speed and crit chance are what I have him at. And then honestly, I haven't decided if I want, if I want a bunch of damage, or if I just want survivability on him. So just kind of generic, like health mods, kind of like, you know, nothing specific. Yeah. You, you can so he's 325 speed right now he's not super fast but then he's he's plus 20 from his leadership so he's actually at 345 functionally and i just don't know if there's a reason like is that team still is that team gonna kill darth revan i'm i'm not sure if they are so what other teams would you care about that crazy speed really uh what about bad batch maybe uh, like, that, that's a legitimate question I don't know the answer to. Of Could that team kill uh, Bad Batch? Because we see Bad Batch on defense kind of frequently, more than I would expect to see them on defense. Um, so do you think going before Echo would get – could do it? Well, let's see. So I'm, I'm looking at his kit right now. So the, the opening move, the AoE, it, let's see. So it's, it dispels stealth and dazes. The daze is pretty nice, actually. The second one inflicts defense down. The next one is crit damage down. I don't see any ability block, though. And so Echo is going to be able to go in and pave the way for the team to start getting that true damage, even if they don't get turn meter. Okay, I, like, I feel like they can dispel all those debuffs fairly quickly. And then uh, my guess is that Bad Batch could run Rover on pretty rough shot, even if he gets first turn. But I... We'd have to see it in practice. I'm not sure. Fair, fair. Okay. I was just talking about fast teams, and so I figured that's a fast team. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good one to talk about because Bad, Bad Batch is relatively easy to get to 350 speed on Echo. 
Like that's that's not too right. challenging. You, you got to put a few good mods on him, but it's, you know he he could get up to the like what three seventies, three eighties if you wanted to, right? Like uh, oh yes, yeah. if you People decided have. to ruin, if yeah. you decided to put ruinous mods on them, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so there you Gal- go. Galaxy I- of Bureaus with the raid. Welcome, guys. Good to see you guys. Um, so I, so I have my dash modded or had my dash modded differently because when he was G11, I had him modded at like, I think it was 247 speed because my BAM was 250. And so I just, all last week I threw him on the BAM squad. Um, now that he's G13, I threw a speed and a crit chance at on kind of like you said, mine's. Not quite as fast. I only have him at 315, but that was, you know, that was the idea. Yeah, just, I don't think he, I think it's nice to have him fast. I just, you know, he also has turn meter gain and stuff. I I need to make a video on it, or I need to map it out and actually see if it's true first. I, I, I think, though, I'm pretty sure that uh, starting speed, of course, is really important. It's turning turn order and everything. And then after the first like two or three turns are done, a lot of times speed, it just kind of goes by the wayside because there's so many mechanics in play with, with stun and with with days and, uh, you know, people reducing turn meter, people gaining turn meter, like speed becomes less and less relevant as the fight progresses. So I don't know. I, I keep thinking, what what characters actually care about that starting speed because right. you're really you're maneuvering for the first couple turns is what you're doing and those first couple turns are actually very vital and I don't mean to downplay that some you know sometimes you need to go first sometimes you need to make sure that one character goes before the next before the next and they all have a certain threshold they have to meet in order for a galactic legend not to lap them etc but beyond beyond that there are some characters who just truly don't care about speed at all they just sit there and assist all day or they counter and that's how they get you know get theirs so um i don't know just something i've been thinking about right um (laughs) yeah i mean that's a good point um all right so that's that's the new characters but what about the newest character so you and i aren't going to have him for this week but Starkiller is going to be out in the wild. And CG, thankfully. Thankfully, from our perspective, I should say, um, did not start or start the Starkiller event before GAC. So this is going to be the first week where Starkiller is out there. <clears throat> Nobody's been able to see what he does in GAC. Um, in non-GAC, he's basically... I guess, you know, the sidekick to uh, Mara Jade and EP. So what are we going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do if you see Starkiller? I'm going to panic, and when I lose, I'm going to blame CG. <laughs> oh, you fit in perfectly with Reddit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just reading Reddit. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I don't really know, actually. I'll, I'll have to actually watch a video or two at that point. I, I don't know. It, one thing I did notice that he's, he's not transcendent speed. I mean, I, I, was it last episode that we were talking about it? So, 
there all a lot of the new characters are really fast or at least significantly faster than the average and you know some of them are average but i would say the trend upward in speed on marquees has been it's, it feels pretty noticeable to me and especially with this last batch of characters that have been coming out like all of them uh, you know manage speed in a lot of really interesting ways they it, they make their whole team faster but uh they star killer is not super fast and uh, it's it's just going to be an interesting thing to see what people end up doing with him um he's kind of awkward though actually it like without without his omicrons it's hard to tell what he's at what he can actually do what he can accomplish yeah um, what, what are you gonna do i don't know like <laughs> that's um probably overkill the hell out of it uh yeah. it's like oh i have kenobi for you <laughs> right <laughs> yep um because so and you talk about he doesn't have speed but that's because with his omicron he has silly speed doesn't he it's sure. um you're right you're right about that it, it's it's the plus 35 speed um so i mean i don't know how you outstart him like if somebody places him on defense with ep you know what is it it's like ep mara jade star killer um yeah i'm probably taking the gl to it quite frankly because I, I don't know what else you could take to it um well, we can't we can't test either right Right, because here's the thing. Like, let's say you you use CLS, right? Who do you kill? Like, who is your right. first kill? Is it Mara Jade? Do you go after EP? That way, you have an easier two shot. Like, well, how, how easy would it be to to zerg down Star Killer if he doesn't have any tanks on the team? I mean, if if people are just taking Barris instead of, I, mean, I feel like the Jedi needs to be a tank because there's no there's no other tank option. Almost. Right, right. The Jedi basically has to be a tank to take advantage of that Omicron and the taunt. Um, but he's got, I mean, he's got his base health and protection is sixty k and fifty seven k at R eight, which if you're getting Star Killer, you're probably applying R eight to him, and so that's. Before you get a single boost from a mod, he's already at 120k. Oh, he'd actually be a pretty good candidate for Relic Nine, even because his his damage from from his ultimate is actually based off of his max health. So right, and at Relic Nine, he's at 65 and 64. So that's he's at 100 and just under 130k health and protection before a mod touches him. Right. Well, and then his health, his health pool is the one that's interesting to me because that it's all based off his max health. Uh, but he can he doubles it first off in GAC right. with his Omicron, and then he's also, I mean, I think I think I saw someone's someone's star killer at what 100k health with you know a relic yeah. eight. So you, you get it at get 65. It yeah, at 65k. I can't imagine it's that hard to do that. Right. You you start getting into the territory of 
if I find if I have a plus twenty five speed health set arrow or health health primary arrow, do we do that instead of speed? Like how how important is speed on on Star Killer? I'm not sure. That's, that's a valid question. <laughs> I'll tell you in a week and a half. Um, oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> there's no other answer for it. Like I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> after people test it for us um all right well we'll, we'll test it on defense uh, i mean it, it's a decent team to put on defense in the starting couple weeks because people just there is no source material on how to counter him and his teams are all so weird that it's going to be very difficult to predict exactly how to beat him like he, he can't what he can't be feared or stunned right right uh so. i believe so yeah I know he can't be feared, at least. Like he's he's a little bit like Thanos. Like he's he's inevitable. He's yeah. just gonna keep coming. And if he doesn't die, he's eventually gonna pull a star destroyer over your head, and <laughs> that that will be painful. You know. Most yeah. Likely. Yeah. Um, it'll yeah. I I we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, my opponent tomorrow does not have him that way we get one round to see any videos of what star killer does um yeah let's punt it off on someone else <laughs> make, make it we've, somebody else's problem yep we've we've said we've said forever that you and i aren't theory crafters anyways we just we're, we're good <laughs> we're good at adapting and i guess theory craft we are, we are okay at, at certain aspects of it but yeah for the most part we're, we're not the guys who come up with the intricate like first this character and this team and this character and this team and it takes this crazy intricate turn order madness like it's it's not really something you and i have done but yeah um the one thing the one interesting thing i will say is like let's say you take cls against this team and you just zerg ep at the start it's kind of like qui-gon where it's an easy two shot because you come in for the second battle and Starkiller doesn't have the proper team surrounding him. Hmm. I guess. I guess. So, I mean, his unique Omicron is gone. And the EP lead is gone, which, I mean, Mara oh, okay. is still good, right. but... I see what you're saying. Because he started... Okay, so the... Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that. So you... If you if you have to, you could just send in a team that you're sure is going to nuke Palpatine, and then right. after that, you're you're just kind of golden. I mean, the team is that team is maybe going to die, but then he comes in and he doesn't have his unique available because he doesn't meet the criteria for the team. So that right. makes a lot of sense. That that's not something I'm willing to accept as my first option, and I know that's sure. not what you're saying, sure. but. That that is a valid point of if you're desperate, that's that's one way. I mean, it's very similar to the Qui-Gon Jim lead uh, too. Like, right. if if you're if you're sure you're not going to be, if you just have to Zerg a team down, if you're in Zerg mode, you know that you're as long as you full clear, you're fine. Just send yeah. in whatever team, kill Qui-Gon, get destroyed by Anakin, and then wipe the rest of the team out because they're just a bunch of hapless Jedi right so i mean it's very similar to the star killer thing that's a good point yeah and and you know you and i talked a little bit about it before of star killer's unique 
just makes you have the most random team with no synergy. So mm-hmm. it's if you can nuke EP, like it's just four random characters that are like, hey guys, we're all doing our own thing here. True. Yeah. Uh, well, it's an interesting thing because Starkiller becomes one of those characters that's going to be, you have to reevaluate every time a new good character comes out. Right. You're like, oh, maybe this was a character they intended for Starkiller to get buffed on. And maybe not, but like Chupio came out and I mean, people connected the dots real easy on that one. It goes with yeah. CLS instantly. Like there, there wasn't a question of that. So I, I don't know. Um, but but his kit is one of those. It's like if he's not really good to start with, then he he has he's one of those those characters that has a, a vast potential for actually being really good later. Right. Um. All right, we'll see. That <clears throat> that we will. Um. Let's see. Anything else? All right. So it's weird. We actually have GAC to talk about. So we kind of have to keep our general discussion a little limited to get to everything else tonight. But um, is there anything else about this first week of GAC that stood out to you that was different than past GACs? So, I mean, it's, it's not like a, what teams are people, you know, you ask that and it's like, oh, well, this week, this time the trend is this because yeah. Arnold put out a video and said that this was good. And the, the mindless drones that watch him just use no critical thinking. And even if it works for his awesome roster, it doesn't work for the, the common man roster or whatever. <laughs> but right. in, in this case, I, I didn't really see a lot of that. I saw a lot of the pretty standard stuff. Of course, Omicrons play a role in it and everything, but I think the thing that I just kept noticing on, on a huge, huge level is the pe- people just used to not register for GAC. We used to say everyone registers for GAC and then they don't, they don't actually play. They just get weeded out. But this time, the cool thing was to register for GAC and then no one, <laughs> still no one played. They, they still got zeros. So they didn't get rewards. Like they didn't even do their one attack to get their reward. They just, right. they just sat there uh, like, my alt fought in the finals and the guy I faced didn't even attack. And I'm like, those, those are the finals dude. And you didn't even get any credit <laughs> toward it. Like, yeah, but <clears throat> any, anyways, it, it's, um, that's the thing that I noticed this week is the horde of just really awful accounts that had no interest. Like they didn't want to play GAC and that's fine. And they, they especially cause they weren't going to do well in the first place because they didn't prepare their teams for it and stuff. No shade, but their, their accounts weren't ready. Those accounts were all in it this time. Right. And so we just saw madness going on and people getting paired super randomly because uh, like matchup GP was not here either. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I saw and I, you know, we talked about this off stream and I was like, as a theory, Oh, this might happen. And then it did was if you attack first and your opponent loses a battle when you didn't twice, I had people just stop because in theory, banners don't matter at all. It matters for the rankings board, but it doesn't matter for anything else. So 
and I don't even think it's supposed to matter for the rankings board. It's just who knows. Um, but so people attacked, lost, saw that they lost the battle and just didn't bother clearing because your banners for clearing don't matter. Right. Right. I mean, the only reason you would do it would be in terms of material advantage is the credits. And honestly, that, right. that's a pretty big reason for some accounts, especially like Prevail Man has always worked hurting for credits. Sure. And even my main lately, I, I just keep buying. I found, I found a ton of really awesome mods in the mod store and none of them panned out, but they, they all had such good potential. <laughs> so now right. I've, I've impoverished myself for like one plus ten tenacity cross or some, some bs but yeah. <laughs> uh but otherwise it's like credit credits are good but other, yeah like why waste your time if you're gonna lose like why why do that why subject yourself especially the people who don't like it why subject yourself to a game mode that you hate you oh, know right. or, or at least find distasteful i i i mean and you and i were saying i we wouldn't do this because first off we're streamers and people people want to watch us play not just give up but i, I i'm like why not practice why if, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose you you can just throw some weird teams in there and get some practice in i mean we're talking about practice so. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> but you're right um, that that happened uh, happened on my main th this this week so. yeah it happened a couple times between my two accounts um also so, and uh, when the round first started or ended, I guess you could say, um, we started to get reports of people climbing or falling in divisions because you change divisions every week. You can only change out of your league at the end of the season. Um, and it all has to do, that all has to do with your skill rating. So, uh, like some people jumped up to, two divisions and I heard of it in Erodium or in Kyber. Um, you know, people jumped up two divisions and then other people went three and oh in Kyber two and were wondering why they didn't make Kyber one. And actually I didn't see this in the game last week, but now it specifically says for Kyber one to make Kyber one, your skill rating needs to be over 3540. Yeah. So, all of them, all of them have a, a number yeah. associated with them. So, um, let's say you went two and one in Kyber one and you're, you know, at 3,800 something, but yeah. you're pretty safe. You can lose a bunch of times and <laughs> straight and still, still stay in Kyber one. So that, that is the benchmark. Like you are looking for whatever score to stay above whatever score your division currently says. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's an interesting thing. My 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 two alt accounts actually jumped up one slot as well, and I'm, I'm like, gosh, my alt is so screwed. It was screwed already, but it's it's super screwed now. So yeah, it'll be fun. It's just yeah. an interesting and it and then gosh, I, uh, here let me look at it. I think I I saved the because it, it was just I mean, it, it says uh, Grand Arena rewards uh, or yeah. It just says no change. Like it's it's just <laughs> yeah. I, I mean Kyber one. It just says you know no change. We're just you're just gonna hang out in in Kyber one forever until they create. 
I feel like they've they've set themselves up to eventually create like a Beskar league or something like that, something we can advance out of at some point. Uh, maybe. I mean, that would be kind of fun. Well, that then it would be a kind of a natural like trickle effect into it or something. Right. It it all also depends on if the matchmaking really does bring you to six and six. Like if it does, you could probably never make Beskar. Um, yeah, that's fair. But uh, you're right in that it might give them the next, the next iteration of this. Yeah, you have to think that with enough people in here, the enough degrees. Like, I I don't know that. I'll be really interested to see. I mean, obviously this week there were a ton of people went three and zero. That that was expected. Yeah. This week, I expect there to be a lot more three and O's. There, there could be a twelve and O season or two, or quite a few of them even this this season. Over the next few seasons, though, it, it will get more and more rare. Someone will say, "I got I went twelve and O," and you'll say, "Wow, did some did a lot of people just let you win somehow?" <laughs> right, right. Uh, and now that there's crystals on the line, they probably won't be, especially if you're in say like season two. Um, you know, because all the all the auto deployers and the non-participants like filtered down. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be really hard to go 12 and 0 at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what makes this epic of this week was a challenge on some levels, but uh, eventually I'll get to the point where if I can keep winning, where Every single match is one that I don't necessarily want. I, like, I would like to right. avoid it for certain specific reasons because right. we're going to start getting some of those cutthroat players because, you know, they have the same win rate as me. That, that's what the skill point system is, at least if they've calibrated it right. All right. Um, yeah. And so that's, uh, you know, we talk about your all, and that's where my all is really curious because I went two and one which means my skill rating increased, you know, for the week. Like, at what point does that account hit the wall? Because it's going to hit a wall. Like, there's – it may not be as drastic of a wall as yours, but, like, I, I already faced a 9.5 million account on that account, and mm-hmm. I, I should have won. But, you know, at some point, the wall is going to be met. And I, I'm curious to see where that is. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see too. I have no idea what's what's going to happen in terms of in terms of all of it. It's um <coughs> it's actually exciting to see. Right now, we're we're in a time period right now that is unlike any other GAC time period that's going to follow it, because right now we have so many random pairings. Some people I know that there's a guy posting on our Discord server with three Galactic Legends at three million GP, and it, people are saying he's going to be able to punch super high, at, you know, and just keep rising up. And I kind of agree. Like Prevail Man is nowhere close to even one Galactic Legend, and he's at three million GP. Yeah, um, but so that that is so the answer is yes, he is going to be able to punch up, but at the same time. Like my alt has five GLs, right? And it so it sounds right. super intimidating, but 
I'm lacking a lot of the other teams on that account because I focused, you know, I focused on GLs because I wanted to improve in territory battles and be able to counter the big things. And so I have a lot of G12 on, on people. And that guy is going to have a lot of G11 and below on people. Like at some point he's going to hit a wall, no matter how many GLs he has. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that that's exactly it. I mean, my alt, my alt moved up a, a division and I'm, I'm like, it was already a joke that he was in Kyber four. I mean, Kyber three is just, I don't know. It seems ludicrous to me. I, yeah. One galactic legend. Okay. Let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go. But I mean, but, but actually your point of your t- your alt is missing a lot of, of important teams and characters. That's, that's true. My, my alt, you, you can say that my alt is lacking in really high level, like really high level, like the end game teams in, in terms of Galactic Legends. Obviously I'm, I'm underdeveloped in that category, but what I would say I am thoroughly, like extremely overdeveloped in is just having a really, really deep roster. I have basically every other team out there besides the Galactic Legends. And so, right. and so when I faced a guy with three Galactic Legends and I only had one, I had a ton of options to be able to potentially mitigate some of this, some of these issues. Uh, it, right. you know, like just because people say the off meta is dead, it doesn't mean the off meta is actually dead. I, I had at least three teams that I was confident could make a pretty big dent in the Galactic Legends. And then all I had to do was set a tough enough defense that they wouldn't be able to easily full clear me. And I could still, as long as I cleared, I, I could win. So like trying to, trying to figure that out. It's just a really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting thing. Your, your alt, I, I'm excited to see where our alts get. Me too. Me too. Hopefully not another 9.5 right away, though, please. I would appreciate that. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'm going to get all the 9.5s that underachieved this week. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. So my alt got a 9.5 million. Meanwhile, my, my uh, main account was the biggest account in the pod. And I was like, God damn it. Like, come yeah. on, guys. Because if my alt got a bunch of the accounts that were in my pod for my main, it would have been it could have gone three, you know, um, it was just, it was just that 9.5 and stupidity on my own part that really messed it up. Um, which that's actually a good transition into talking about our GACs. So obviously we're both zero and zero headed into this week because it's the first week in many, many, many moons. Um, so how did you start out this week? Like, well, actually, why don't we start with, because matchmaking is so different. What did your pod look like this week? It was all over the place. I mean, I think my first opponent was actually, I had a, I had an advantage in gear, or sorry, in relics and mods for sure. But he was, he was about the same ish level as my account. I, I think uh, then yeah, it was just kind of all over the place, though. Like that, the first player only had a four-star executor. The the the, the other guy, that my second round uh, opponent, had everything. He's in a high-end guild. He is 
a really good player. He actually watches my channel. Apparently, he was messaging me. He's like, "You're the best. You're the, you're the best content creator in the game." I'm like, "Geez, I need to <laughs> need to step up my game, I guess." But uh, like, and then my last round opponent, I was over a million GP more than, and I had way more stuff. It wasn't just that he had a really compact roster. It was also he didn't have executor. He didn't have Lord Vader. It, it was a mess. And no offense, like he just shouldn't there's there was no business with his account being paired with mine he clearly didn't care about gac on top of the fact that i had a material advantage so i mean that that's that was the mess it's just everyone in division one in k1 kyber one just get thrown up in the air and land where they will and that's that's your initial pairings uh so anywhere from 7.2 all the way to 10 million plus what about you solo was that about the same um yes and no like i except for i didn't face any of the like there was one guy in my account that was at seven or in my pod that was at 7.6 and only had four gls Hmm. other than that um everybody had all the gls (laughs) so everybody was everybody above that was 8.1 or higher in my pod i think i know i only faced people in the eight millions um so my my first opponent had what i think 8.4 million my second opponent had 8.3 and my third opponent had 8.2 so they were all they were all good accounts the advantage i had over my opponents were just with mall most of them didn't have um conquest ball which <clears throat> that gave me a huge advantage this week. Um, so th- my pod was a little closer than yours was. I mean, it was still from 7.6 million to 8.6 million. So there's a still a 1 million GP swing. I just didn't happen to face that 7.6 million account. Sure. Well, and the biggest swings were in K1. Like my, my, Kyber four alternate account had a much smaller range that right. it could be paired it with. So yeah. it was, it was, it was less than, than the, you know, the, the swings were way less. Everyone was in about the same GP level. And, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, like I said, I, I faced a guy with three galactic legends and I only have one. And what, what do you do against that? It, you know, in GAC, I could hide behind my, my matchup GP back then. And now that doesn't do me any good. And now I'm like, oh, there are other accounts that are way more, <laughs> way more impressive in terms of just punching. It's like straight up raw punching power. Right. So I, I don't know what, I don't know. What yeah. Do. My alt had a much wider range because my first opponent on my alt was at 7.7 million. And then my second opponent was at 9.5 million. So I went from a three GL guy to a six GL guy with, literally everything um so my all had the much more uh widespread pot which i kind of wish it was my main because my main could keep up with that 9.5 account and my all did not um but yeah um so i expect matchmaking to still be funky this week be forewarned people this this week is still going to be a bit of a mess 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, it will always, it's always going to be a mess, honestly. From now on, it's going to be yeah. a mess. Yeah, but I think once it settles down in like two to three months, like you'll get the guy that pops his head up and then immediately gets knocked right back down, you know? Um, so I don't think it's going to be like three GLs to six GLs every single week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I'm really interested to see what happens because my alt is unaccustomed to this level of wealth. <laughs> Your alt has has vastly expanded its crystal intake. <laughs> it's it's like so crazy how different it is because. I just, I can't even, it's very difficult to express just how crazy, like yeah. I was getting 60 daily from Arena is what I was getting. And immediately by going into Kyberth 4, I, I was immediately getting 200 daily as part of my just daily allowance thing. So right there, it's a triple increase in that specific category. But then on top of that, I'm if, if I win, so every two days I get 750 crystals. And then if I win the whole group, I get another 750. And that that's just all bonus on top of everything. That that was and so yeah, I was just raking it in compared that that must be this must be the month that or the week that I made the most crystals on that account ever. <laughs> Like it, it's probably more than any month that I've I've had for G, for yeah this one week is probably I learned more crystals than than I right. have in any other month previously on, on that alt account so yeah uh, eventually I'll start losing though so <laughs> who knows <laughs> right um, <clears throat> all right so we talked about the pods why don't we start off with how did your first actual match go. Um, so on my main account, on, on my main account, it was, this guy was kind of evenly matched in terms of GP. Uh, I think he had all the right teams. We only had a four-star executor and his roster just wasn't optimized for GAC. And I mean, he placed teams and it, it wasn't, I don't, I don't know if he attacked or I don't think he attacked. I think he just... Right. I think he just got a zero, so he didn't even get rewards. Um, and I got, the, I think I got the one shot full clear. I think I, I was pretty efficient. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So I brought executor with me on offense because he had a four star executor. I was like, oh, I'd rather just mirror it and get perfect banners against it. Yeah. You, could, you could do that with a seven versus four star. And, and then he kept his executor for offense, but then he didn't use it. So. <laughs> I, I don't know it's a weird match it's good to be back uh he put he put the worst Qui-Gon Jinn team down on defense because if you put Qui-Gon Jinn on defense you gotta put Jedi Knight Anakin down you yeah. have to that's the only reason that makes sense and so I just use troopers uh, troopers don't work against most like against teams with Anakin troopers just get destroyed they kill Qui-Gon and then it's over and right but but because there's no Anakin, the troopers just got a, a really 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 easy win against it, and that that was it. So pretty easy win to start the match, and I got a good headline for my for my video. Qui Gon Jim gets <laughs> deleted, and a lot of people came in to talk smack. I'm like, well, I told you in the video that I didn't think it was a good comp, and I told you how to fix it. 
but they they like to they like to think I'm being small-minded about Qui-Gon Jinn. It's great. So how did your first match go? Uh, uh, the, the first match, so my opponent was at, what, 8.4 million, had six GLs. Only difference was in Maul. Um, and I had higher relics. Like, all my GLs are R8, where most of their GLs were R7. Um, but the, the, they actually set two GLs on defense. Like it wasn't a Ray and Bray. Um, they, they set a decent defense. I one shot it, um, including they put C in the back zone and I used them all on C. So that was fun. Um, nice. admittedly it was only a 120 K health C, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know, I it let me use my GLs elsewhere, so I, I easily one shot the board, and then um, they so they attacked my top first. They <laughs> lost to my KRU team. They killed my G- Grievous team for seventy four banners, which so they dropped one banner, which is kind of what I expect, you know, with a Grievous team, and then they attacked my KRU team and lost to it and then just didn't attack after that you know we, we talked about earlier people lost the battle and stopped attacking that's exactly what happened they lost to my KRU team and just didn't attack the rest of the board <laughs> so i and it, it did it doesn't matter because i i would have gotten the win no matter what once they lost so right i mean i'll take it they actually the, that person wasn't not a bad player either. Like had a decent lifetime banner score. Mm-hmm. So good player just realized, Oh, I lost. Like that's, that's cool. Um, all right. I'll be ready for the next round. Um, yeah. Fair. So uh, now I, after that, basically immediately after that, I went to sleep, woke up and went on vacation. So you did fight night without me. Um, how did your second round go? Yeah, we had Calvin on with us and Sarah. I say we, like the royal we. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> we, the gambit. I am, <laughs> I am the gambit. But uh, yeah, so it, it, was, it was a fun time. Um, facing a guy from Koss, which is a really competitive PvP guild. And he had a bigger Ross. He's one of those guys that I would have never come close to fight facing because even though our GPs were similar, I mean, I'm, I'm at eight point, basically 8.8 now, and he's at mm-hmm. 9.1 or something. He's, so it doesn't look that, that like a big of a difference. He, he's got all of the relics that I don't, and he has all of the mods that I, like he spent a ton of money on mods clearly because he has right. so, so many more 6E mods, which, which is fine, no, no judgment, but it, it just, it puts all, it puts everything, makes everything a lot di- more difficult. If I, if I had that many 60 mods, things would, well, my teams would just be better, obviously. So uh, anyways, we, I went in and I, I got this weird RNG thing and it occurred to me that I'm, I probably have just been using the wrong comp, the wrong Jedi, Jedi Master Luke comp against Lord Vader. Uh, but he had a, a fantastically meta, modded Lord Vader with Maul. And so I took in a, a Jedi Master Luke team with Jedi Revan. 
and uh, then Maul was able to, because he also had Gideon, and Gideon is fast enough that he's going to guarantee a second turn for Maul, and so because of the frenzy, and Maul was able to hit Jedi Revan and increase his cooldowns to the point that I couldn't get the cleanse from Dark Jedi Revan in time, and the whole team just kind of imploded. Because uh, uh. the, the swapping turn meter thing is such a big deal, and the mark for the team and everything. So, uh, you know, I think there's a different comp you were telling me about that I'm going to start practicing with, but that doesn't require Jedi Revan. Uh, you know, if Maul yeah. selects Jedi Revan, so there's a lot of different elements that went wrong for me there. He could Maul doesn't always select Jedi Revan. He does randomly select whoever, and as if he chooses any of the other ones, I would have been a lot better off. Uh, you know, significantly better chance, but. Um, after that, then I had to use Supreme Leader Kylo to clear, and that was dramatic because I waited. It, it waited until I was like 15 seconds left, and Lord Vader was at full health, and uh, that was good because then I could crit, and Supreme Leader Kylo literally did 1 million damage with his poke and killed him. So, yeah. so that was epic. Um, Anyways, we I got I got through. We could put a pretty tough defense, and I even had I used General Grievous to almost one shot his Sith Eternal in the back. Uh, I had to finish him off with something else. I don't remember. I think a Maul team of my own. And it was it was a mess. And even though he failed a few attacks, I still lost by about forty banners, thirty eight banners, something like that. So unfortunate. It, it was a pretty uphill battle, anyways, but. It was. It was also. I didn't have the right comp and a, a little bit bad RNG. I won't. I won't blame it on RNG itself, though. I think if I used a better comp, I would have had a better result. So, anyways, uh, you know, a really fun slugfest match. Slugfest match, and one of the matches that is kind of exemplifies what it's going to look like. As if I keep winning, I'll still I'll keep getting paired with that kind of player. So, what about you, Solo? Yeah. What did? How did yours go? Uh, so mine went at two a.m. in the morning. Uh, in the hotel in complete dark while the missus was sleeping. And it was at 2 a.m. because uh, we went to see The Amazing Spider-Man at like 11 o'clock that night um, because uh, New York City obviously has multiple IMAX theaters. So we figured take advantage while we're there. Um, so I don't remember much about it, quite frankly. Uh, I do know that I scored over the soft max. I think I scored 1749. Um, and then he is the second person this week that lost on his second attack and didn't attack anymore. <laughs> so that's, that's what I remember from that match. Um, I was sitting there, you know how like uh, hotels give you a pad of paper. So yeah. I'm sitting there lining up all my counters on the pad oh. of paper. Because <laughs> you usually use a spreadsheet on your yeah. computer. Yeah. So, so I was doing I was doing it on like the free pad of paper that they gave you. Oh, um, that's funny. And it was in the dark so that she could sleep. So I'm sitting there like with my phone using the screen, yeah. um, trying to light it up, which wasn't like oh god, it was a mess, but thank god it ended up not mad mattering. Um so that's that's all that I remember. The irony of it is I was basically attacking while you were attacking on fight night. Like we were basically attacking at the same time. Right. You just had no way of actually joining the stream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. 
Um, all right, so you're now one and one going into the final, well, into the final round of this week. How did your how did your uh, round three go? Uh, it was a total non-factor. It was against that guy who had really low GP. He didn't have Lord Vader, didn't have Executor. And I, I, you could just tell he didn't care. You put Ewok, Gear 11 Ewoks in the front zone. And all like he kept all his good teams. There wasn't, I think the toughest team I had to face was like a Relic Grievous team, which that's not, a, that's not an easy team exactly. But if that's the hardest team you face, then it is a pretty easy team. Right. So, yeah, in, in that case, yeah, we, we did, it, it was okay. It was, uh, I think I finished a few points over the soft max and then he attacked my Lord Vader team, got 67, which isn't an undersized. Remember it's a plus it, with the plus 10 there. It's actually, he dropped seven banners on it. And then he, he attacked my Kenobi team. Uh, Cause I had, I had Lord Vader and Kenobi cat in the front zone and he lost to Kenobi, and as you keep saying, as we, we've been saying, um, he just quit. He promptly quit. That yeah. was it. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, that's. I mean, that's going to be the theme. <clears throat> and quite frankly, I don't. I don't blame anyone. No. Yeah. No, there's there's right. no no issues with that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, um, I actually, I, I want to hear about how our alts did as well. Well, as we well about... I didn't finish off my week. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I, I just know that. Okay, please. I'm sorry. Please tell me. <laughs> please tell me how you did solo. I apologize. That was um, extremely so, rude of me. So I went into the finals, um, and I planned. I had to plan my entire defense on the train on the train ride back into Connecticut. Um, opponent was actually a really good opponent. They had just under 1.1 million lifetime banners before this season um, and had all the toys, including Maul, uh, and placed a legitimate defense. Um, if they have almost a thousand lifetime defense, so they always placed a legit defense. They placed three GLs on defense this, uh, this time. Um, and it was, you know, I, I had to work for the win because they were extremely well modded. I, I sent you some of the speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy had a Darth Revan team that with a 356 Darth Revan, then uh, a Mon Mothma with Kyle Katarn team where Kara was 348 to go with that uh, um, Kyle Katarn. And then I, they had a Maul-led team that was sitting at 332. Um, mm. So it was uh, – he was uh, placed legit defenses down and was re- every team was really well modded, as, as you would expect from somebody with almost 1.1 million – uh, lifetime banners coming into the season. Uh, so I was able to full clear. I, uh, I, uh, I lost banners though. Like, I, you know, I, I lost a lot of banners on some of my attacks and what, what attack? What, but, um, 
And so I was like, oh, God, I gave him room. And then he came in, and I just utterly destroyed him. Like, lost multiple times on my board. And Because <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. If you're going to set a really hard defense, like, there's a way to set a really hard defense to be prepared for your opponent. Because if he didn't look at any of my history, I never place only one GL on defense. So I can't tell you the last time I placed only one GL on defense. And I think – that time was because I was facing somebody that always placed five on defense. Um, so I was able to, I won by quite a lot in this round, thankfully. Uh, so I, I actually finished the week at three and oh, which awesome, I am, man. yeah, I'm very excited about because it keeps me away, um, keeps me away from those, uh, you know, that 35 40 line. That's that's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, I think you will go two and one. You don't, you never fall out of K one, is my guess. But yeah, and I think it takes a while to fall out, anyways. If you if you've got an okay stockpile of them, of right. of, of wins and whatever. But but yeah, I think I think yeah, it's nice to nice to get that. Uh, congratulations on the three and O. Oh, you're going to be facing an entire pod. Uh, this is this is Chromium Week for you, Solo. That's what it is. Well, so here's the question. Because the rankings are messed up, you know, when we did the matchmaking, when matchmaking came out this week, um, if, if you look at the matchmaking, it was eight people with rankings around you, or I guess seven people plus you with the rankings around you. Like you could count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or, you know, right. 10, 11, 12, 13. So, the rankings are messed up and based on banners now and not skill rating. So will matchmaking actually help or uh, show up based on the ranking, which is based on banners, or is it going to be on a skill rating, which they told us it's going to be on? We're about right. to find out. That's fair. <laughs> That's, you know, um, so CG for getting to s- click that switch to switch it over might might be nice for us it might be yeah um but anyway so you wanted to talk about alts why don't we why don't we talk about your alt and we'll do podcast questions after we talk about the alts um it's fair so your alt is obviously ridiculously good or was coming into this season now all the parameters have changed so how did your alt start off yeah, so I mean, uh, my alts, the, the first two matches, frankly, like you can almost, uh, I think the first one he didn't have. The thing is, if people, I think they either had one Galactic Legend or none. And when, when that happens, if I have a Galactic Legend, like they had huge holes in their rosters on top of that. I think, I forget if it was my first or second opponent where they, they were just like, didn't have anything hardly. Oh, yeah, it was my, my second opponent, didn't. My first one, he had okay stuff, but I don't. I don't think he ended up attacking. Or, oh no, he did attack. He just couldn't get through my fleets, which I, I put pretty bad fleets. I put Radis, which isn't even seven stars yet, and just total just BS like gear eight ships, just not good. And then a, a decent Chimera team, uh, the, you know, the pretty standard like Sith ships and stuff, and they they couldn't get right. through it. And <laughs> and then they tried my bottom zone, and I had I put General Skywalker down, and they like 
no one, no one in that GP. He, he put a pretty tough defense down himself, and then he didn't have any teams to beat that. And so we cleared one zone, and we called it a day. You know, and and frankly, I'll just tell you my second one. The guy did the the guy's best meta team, like the 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 bet the biggest unlock he had was Treya. And like he didn't have Jedi Revan, he didn't have Darth Revan, no General Skywalker, no Jedi Luke, no Galactic Legends, certainly. And you know, he had like he had he had Thrawn and stuff, he had none of the good ships, and that was as you might expect, a total fiasco for him. He couldn't even he had the his board looked the exact same. He cleared my top zone and Radis, and then he couldn't get through my Empire fleet. So um yeah, how how were your rounds, your first two rounds solo? uh so on my alt the first one was i had a 2gl advantage he he placed a legitimate defense actually and made me made me work but i got the full clear and then he didn't bother attacking at all like didn't even get his 10 banners to get rewards so um sucks for him uh but he would uh, realistically he would have lost anyway just you would think he would have wanted rewards my round two was up against the 9.5 million GP Maw guy um, that I think I said earlier, you know, I was distracted and didn't change my defenses when I should have. I didn't keep Jolie for offense, uh, so I didn't have a counter to both Lord Vader and Jedi Master Kenobi, and that's the reason I lost. Like, I should have, I could have won this match. I'm so pissed. He lost four times to my defenses if i had just kept jolie well i don't know what he had in the back either so i I, you know who knows what he had in the back but i would have easily cleared both of his front zones if i just had jolie unfortunately i didn't um and so (laughs) after my first two rounds i was sitting at one and one uh which for my all i quite frankly i always want to win but if you were to tell me that my alt would average two and one, that would be such a boost in crystals for that account that I can't argue too much. Um, right. Uh, so, um, how was how was your third round on your alt? So this is this one. I think uh, our friend Froda prevails. Or Froda, he he was saying. Uh, <laughs> He was saying, I don't get to use the word comeuppance much <laughs> in, in everyday language, but uh, this is this is one of those days that I get to because my alt was facing three Galactic Legends. I only had one, and he had General Skywalker, he had General Grievous, he had, he had a, a lot of good teams. Uh, you know, even he even had like a Commander Luke team and, and all this stuff. But he, you know, when you look closer, he was missing a lot of teams as well, or a lot of key characters and stuff. And but, but he had the three light side GLs, and that's that's scary for my account, of course. It's terrifying, in fact. And so, uh, you know, I only have one Galactic Legend, and he placed Kenobi up top, but no cat. That's one of his, you know, oversights. And then he put Ray with, uh, with the heroes and, you know, Jedi training Ray and BB-8 even uh, on defense. Um, he, he put all of them. He put all... Uh, so... Uh, at the end, at the end, he just um, at the end of the day, I was able to use General Skywalker to clear his his Kenobi team because it wasn't a good Kenobi team. And even though my even though my 
my squad is not the the very best my um my general skywalker team it was more than enough to beat that kenobi team and then after that it was i used jedi master luke to clear his ray and and then he just didn't even attack once he <laughs> just he just didn't attack uh, it was the finals he, he could have attacked and you know, we got the full clear. He had, he had enough teams, but I had enough teams. The thing, the thing that was really tricky was trying to find the mental gymnastics of, okay, what's he going to do? Because he didn't have any GAC history either. So trying to figure out what I could do to, to counter him was, was really challenging. Um, because the thing is, if I decided to turtle up and he decided to turtle up, then I wouldn't clear a single zone and he would be able to probably clear one of my zones. Yeah. So the question was it how what can I do because I I can't I can't just turtle up that's not an option so at the end of the day I was like okay we're just gonna go offense and I think I have enough teams to zerg him down and you know I'll place a tough defense as well and we'll just we'll just meet in the middle somewhere you know two galactic <laughs> legends I, I could probably turtle up and have a decent chance of success but three was three was a little too much so Got the win and it cracks me up. I don't know. What about your final match solo? Um, all right. So real quick, uh, Gum, thank you for the raid. Welcome to the Operation Metaverse characters. Um, but so my all basically was out for revenge after losing. I was so pissed. Um, and so out of the frying pan into the fryer where, you know, I, I went from this 9.5 million GP account that I'm facing to being down a GL because I was up against somebody with six GLs and Maul. Um, but I planned my defenses on the train back from New York City, so I, I was able to switch everything up. He actually, he placed a really heavy defense, um, which is kind of a problem because I place a really heavy defense as well. And I was able to get through all of the tough teams, including Qui-Gon Jim, and uh, he put the mall lead on defense and just really tried to screw me. Um, I was able to get through it all fine until I, except for in the back zone, I had to use all my good teams in the front two zones. And so I had to do a two shot on Grievous. So I took, I took Mon Mothma in and at the time, my pal and uh, scout were only G12, so I, I was just praying that they could live as long as they could. Um, I took them in. I was able to kill the B2 and the B1, and then I was able to take in Night Sisters, thankfully, and clean it up uh, because my Night Sisters on that account are still mostly G12 and not modded for a Grievous counter with Newt as well. So, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to two shot that. The irony is so he placed his executor on defense. I was able to one shot his executor. So my only loss was uh, to that Grievous team. <laughs> hmm. uh, but then he attacked, and I mean, he had multiple, multiple losses to my defenses. And so I was able to beat, beat the bully with more GLs and more GP. Take that. <laughs> Take that, bully. Yeah. Um, so that was our alts. How did Prevailman do? So the first round was really easy. Uh, I mean, 
just pretty standard stuff, no GLs. And then I, I prevail, man. I just I can't take time to scout. I, I barely scouted with my with my alt, so I, I did scout this time, and I'll probably start doing it honestly, just because it's more interesting now. But prevail, man. I, I play what I was like. I was like, okay, here's here's the general strategy now. I don't care about full clearings. We can't get top ten, so I'm gonna put uh, my Jedi Revan team up top. We'll put Padme on the bottom. So we have two relic teams that are tough to beat, and then. Uh, you know, people will have to sometimes choose to go top or bottom, especially if they put a tough defense down. So little did I know in round two that I would face a, a guy with Supreme Leader Kylo. I didn't even look. So when I started streaming it, uh, oh, I did, you know, I was just recording my attacks, actually, you know, recording it, quote unquote, live, just not, not on Twitch. And so uh, I was like, oh, no, he's got Supreme Leader Kylo. And he's actually really close to getting... Jedi training Ray as well and uh, I don't I don't know guys I don't know what to do so I got in and he had attacked and he cleared two squads one for the top and one from the bottom and he couldn't get through either of my good squads because he had gone so fu defense on me uh, including supreme leader Kylo and so I was like all right I just moved around Kylo I didn't attack him and I just killed the other I, I killed the other three teams and, you know, they were all really high relics and all that stuff. But then I got to his fleets, killed the fleet and called it good, got the win. And then I left it alone. I'm like, cool, I got the win. Yay, yay for me. I'm, I'm so cool to be the, my first galactic legend of the fail man. <laughs> and then I go into the next round and I look at it, I look at it and it's another guy with Supreme Leader Kylo. Like my <laughs> second galactic legend ever to face. And I go in and he did the exact same thing. He killed one squad on the top, one squad on the bottom, couldn't get through my two good squads. So I just, I just killed the, the one squad on the bottom next to Kylo, the two squads up top, killed the fleet and called it good. And so went three and oh, killed two galactic legends and the Supreme Leader Kylo just sat there the whole time, <laughs> despondently. It was glorious. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yep. Good old prevail, man. Super funny. So three and zero advanced to bronzium one next round. So we'll see if there's any change. That's interesting, though. I mean, there will be a change in crystals, so there's that. Sure. Yeah, I think it'll even be the the crystals are not nearly as nice as in Kyber. I'll say that. Sure. Bronzium sure. is bronzium is total BS, but it's okay. Anyways, we could talk about podcast questions. I know that. Yeah. Thanks for talking about about the alts a little bit they're they're more interesting now though they it, are they are they legitimately are uh, <clears throat> all right so i'll start i'll actually start from the bottom so what are your thoughts on the scoring changes now that we've seen it in um in action so i'm actually going to bifurcate this question one there is the it's not bug, but there's the, the problem scoring right now. If you don't get credit for a team in or for a non-placed team, unless you full clear the zone. And then two, there is just in general, they change the scoring and how it works. And how do you feel about that? So why don't, why don't we start with the, you know, the, the pitchfork and uh, torches question of it, of, it's a legitimate strategy on lower level accounts now to only place a GL in a zone and you don't get credit for the points for the other team unless you clear that mm -hmm. GL. Um, where always... in the... Well, it's always been like that, but in the past, the person lost banners for not placing the defense. So it's 
the same, but it's different, if that makes sense. So like in the past, you were okay, hurting yeah, yourself yeah. if mm-hmm. you did that. Um, right, now, and, though, yeah. now it, it's pure advantage if you do that. You, you could literally place one team on the board if they can't beat your GL, and it's impossible to win. Well, you can you can still get the banners from other zones, right? Or did, is that what you're saying? Like, there's oh no, 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 you can get the banner. So, like, let's say you place a GL front bottom, right? Right. And that's the only team you place front bottom. You you don't get punished at all by losing banners, and your opponent can't get any banners on the bottom. Not a single banner on the bottom if they can't beat your GL. Right. Not not on the bottom, but they'd still get the top banners. Right. Assuming that they. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so, okay. So what people are doing is, uh, there and there was a post that I think it was on our server where, um, they just placed a, basically a GL on the bottom, and then a GL on top if they had the GL advantage, and their opponent only has one GL, so either had to set it on defense to block, you know, a path or take it on offense and only be able to clear one zone. And then while their opponents had everything else on offense to clear both zones. And so it's made it a lot harder to win. um, If you don't have the GL advantage at lower, lower GP uh, marks. Yeah, that makes sense that that would be frustrating for people uh, just because, yeah, like, so when I was facing the Supreme Leader Kylos, for instance, uh, like, there was no way that I could actually clear his Kylo, but I still killed his, like, Phoenix squad that was there with him. So right. I got I got the banners for that, and and so if, if he had just decided to not put the squad in, the, in that zone, then, yeah, I, I can't, I can't get the... I wouldn't, I wouldn't just, I got, I got free banners. Like that was a poor, it was a poorly optimized move or it was right. an unoptimized move for him to put Phoenix there in the first place. He just should have just put nothing because it would have demanded 90 points. Um, yeah. They need to fix that, but they do. It, it's that's total BS actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. And they did come out with a post saying that that's, they specifically said it's not cheating because people have started reporting them as cheaters. Um, oh. But that it's something that would get changed or should yeah. get changed. I mean, you know, it's from Chrome and Doja who don't have the power to change it, but, you know, it's something that they were already talking about fixing. It's just a <clears throat> who knows when they're going to fix it type of thing. So they did not fix it before the start of this round. Yeah, um, they need to fix it, but otherwise it's, yeah yeah um good to know it's good i think i think it's valid right Uh, frustrated by it so the next question is other than that how do you feel with the scoring changes that they made i really like that they give you credit partial credit for killing a team but you get you get credit for killing characters and so you can get down to that margin of okay well we can both kill each other's other teams and it's a really close match and you're you start scheming and think thinking 
because because before it was just you, you just ignore the team if you know you can't clear it why even bother throwing teams at it you're just wasting resources and and brain space but now there's actually this additional wrinkle in the fact that you can actually get four more banners out of the match if you go in and kill the like supreme leader kylo's friends for instance right you have no hope of killing him but you're like you know what first order officer you're looking kind of scrawny, bud. Like I, I think I could take you down before before I lose. And I don't know. I, I like it. What about you? Yeah, I like it. It really. I mean, they did it to combat the auto deployers because, in theory, at some point there's going to come a time when a smaller account runs into an auto deployer that doesn't attack. You know, as these uh. big division one guys auto deploy and don't attack and work their way down. So they did it so that when they fall into a rhodium and, you know, it's all relic seven characters in the front two zones, uh, you get 10 points for your first attack and then you get credit for taking out characters. And it's essentially their way to make sure that inactive people keep falling. And I, I mean, I fully support that. Like if, if you don't participate let them fall all the way down to carbonite. So I'm, I'm all for that. And like you said, it does provide a little extra strategy in that um, if they can't kill your Lord Vader, they may still get four banners on it. And how does that change your math for your wind condition? You know, so uh, I like it. I, I like the new scoring. I'm still trying to figure out what all the scores are um sure but i i like i like the scoring at least yeah i i know it's it's such a tough thing to adapt to trying to okay 65 what does that mean uh, now i'm uh, in ships i got a 72 oh i got perf oh no that that was actually like a, a 63 now or something right. you know but I, I'm already starting to wrap my mind around it. I think the biggest thing that's, that is tough, that, that, that messes with me is, okay, you go in, you kill a Galactic, or you kill everyone but the Galactic Legend, you fail the attack, and then you go in and send it in the cleanup. And the cleanup isn't just minus 20, which you would have gotten, because you get plus one for that cleanup as opposed, and the and I'll, I don't know, I will get used to it, but it's just so bizarre. You go in and attack, and you fail the attack, and it still gives you four banners. <laughs> just just makes me laugh but but yeah it's been been interesting it's fine yeah i i do enjoy that uh prime bot you get the notification of oh yeah oh so and so got four banners and you're like that's a hold (laughs) yeah Um, yeah that is nice it's just a built-in thing in the tracker now that's awesome yeah yeah um all right next podcast question is and this is more for the streaming than the actual gameplay portion of it is if heavy defense is the new meta how will you balance the need to win with the balance or with the need to entertain um so i've said this before actually I, i think i am actually going to be changing my screen name at some point yeah but i think what the question is is you know if you if 
heavy D is the new meta. How I see. You know, it's not like a, a one shot big hit entertaining. Like how do you how do you balance the need to place the heavy defense and still actually be entertaining without, you know, three shotting every team? Okay, I was slightly distracted. Um yeah, I mean I I I've never been a huge fan of having to multi-shot i mean i i know i like slugfest and everything I've, i'm not quite on gom's level of just putting such a ridiculous defense that you just have a built-in triple tap somewhere on the board a lot of times uh but honestly i i feel like the with omicrons they've made the game way more interesting now again because there's a ton of different teams that can do a lot of interesting things and it's going to make for a really diverse board and i don't think that I think going full turtle is going to be an okay strategy, but the second, like all we need is a couple more off meta teams that we don't need that many more, a couple more off meta teams that people can put their full line of galactic legends down and you can still claw your way through and beat them. Uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that going full turtle is going to be the one accepted practice, especially because a lot of the Omicrons require skilled use to play and, and like Starkiller, it's probably not gonna be a good defensive team. Like, like because of what you said, he's just going to cause, he'll, he'll cause people to, to fail one attack sometimes. And yeah. you know he'll never get a hold for you or he'll never get multiple holds, he'll get, get that one. And so I think that I think that it's still the balance is shifting toward people who are good at offense, honestly, because of Omicrons specifically. What do you think? Yeah, I um, and Gom just mentioned it in chat of with these new marquees that you know reinvigorated four old teams. We have a lot. <laughs> like my main, my main did not place as hard a defense as you or Gom does, but my main account places difficult defenses. Um, like you see the board and it's, it's very much, you know, Oh crap. What am I going to do against this defense type of thing? And I still had a lot on offense because, you know, right now I, I have a uh, gear 11 Talon being placed on defense that showed up on two different teams. I, I had, uh, I now have Kyle Katarn at R5. I have dash at R5. But, and like you said, if I applied some of these op- omicrons like we have a lot of teams now so you can place super defenses and still have a lot to attack with um at least at our level and this question was you know specifically directed at us so this isn't meant for other people because it's how do you keep it interesting on stream uh and neither you nor i do the gum yaggity smackity or pop 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 to keep it entertaining so <laughs> I think we'll have offense teams yeah. to hopefully keep it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And I mean, I think that that actually, so right now that it, it's, it, we have too many teams at our GP, but my alt who's at eight, 5.8 had to, has the exact same number of teams that he has to place That's as, true. <laughs> as our accounts. And so, you know, what, what exactly, how, how do we, how do we reconcile that? It's that's the tricky. That's the tricky part, in my opinion. Um, you know, my alt, my alt places a decent defense. Actually, it's uh, you know, and I, I that's one of the great things about having a really deep roster. But the people who don't have that deep of a roster, they're they're resorting to some truly dank teams on defense. Yeah, they are. Um, 
<laughs> that's true. Um, and it's funny, my alt actually places, <clears throat> I mean, I went up against that 9.5 million account. I put my only Omicron on defense. I had Treya with Darth Talon on defense. I had Gas, Darth Revan, JML, and Supreme Leader Kylo all on defense. Um, and if I wasn't stupid and didn't have Jolie on defense, I still would have been in the running to win. So with one shots. Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think, I think there's a balance to be found at this point. That's fair. Uh, the last one we already kind of talked about, but uh, I'll ask just to make it clear. So this week, did you find any good or bad surprises in GAC? Not really. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that I was just, I, I was surprised that my, my Lord Vader counter failed, but, but like after, <laughs> on further contemplation, that was, that was user error, not, not anything that should have been surprising. It just was because I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. So Otherwise, I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn killing Galactic Legends was a little surprising, I guess. I, I didn't think Fair. that they'd quite punch that high, but I also didn't quite think, I didn't think that people were going to be quite that dumb. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. That, that was basically it. For me. What, what about you? Yeah, I can't think of any, you know, shocking things, either good or bad, from this past week. Um, it's just really nice to play some GAC it again. It was. I was just excited to actually sit down and play again. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, I mean, that's that's most of this. Uh, we're actually gearing up characters, though. So, who did you gear up this past week? Oh, <laughs> uh, so just Kyle Katarn and and what's his name? Uh, Dash Rendar. They're both. They're both gear. 13 relic five and then randomly i just i don't know why i did it i just got jawa engineer up to gear 12 so now i have three jawas at gear 12 so. <laughs> eh, fair that's almost as worthless as having them all gear nine honestly but I, yeah um engineer is actually nice because you can make him fast and he makes the rest of the team a little bit faster he, he can be super fast because he has it built into his kit so gear 12 on him is maybe the one that makes the most sense, at least out of the remaining three. So um, what about you? I, so I did cash, cash. Uh, I did clash Rendar. Uh, I I did dash and Kyle Katarn up to R5 to meet the requirements. And then if I have R5 dash, I did R5 to Young Han too, because Mm. if I have a scoundrel, I might as well start using a team with scoundrels even without the omicron so hell, hell yeah man dude with that that's why the omicron is so good is young han because he right you're constantly with him having to choose whether you want to like get rid of his prepared or do a like and do a big hit or be yeah. able to assist 70 percent of the time and right and and with all the rest of them are good too. Like Vander can revive two people in the same turn. It's apparently because they did that to me. But yeah, that's the thing, man. Young Young Han 
is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just a total badass now because I assist all the time and I do my big hit whenever I want and I'm ramping up speed. He's, he is a lot, a lot of fun with the Omicron yeah. dash team. So. Yeah. So he, he went to R5. Um, and that, that's basically going to give me another team between dash and young Han and I'll add Vandor in there. And I, I don't have Omicron, but they can do stuff even without the Omicron. So, um, Oh yeah. And if he's relic five, then it's going to, we're going to have to figure out a good counter to that team. Cause it's going to go on, start going on defense a lot. It will. Yeah. And Dash is gonna you, you can make him super fast. I haven't made him super fast yet, but with with the he's fast already, but then with the, his kit, his leadership giving him a plus 20 speed on top of it, it's it's gonna be a, an issue. Right. Yeah. So that that's what I did. Um I probably won't gear anybody else up until we get Mara and Darth Talon. That way I have all the gear to get them to R5 immediately. Um to get Starkiller faster. So the next week or two is just going to be hoarding. That's, you know. Um, all right. With that said, I think it's, we're good to, to call it a night. I think so. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Don't be dicks. And remember that evil sucks. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>